Welcome back. Welcome back to Ringside Mayhem, the podcast. We are back with you guys. Thank you guys again so much for hopping on with us, listening to us. If you are, you know, if you're supporters of us and you listen to us the first time and you're back here again, we definitely appreciate the love and even the feedback that you've been giving. But we're here another week. Money in the Bank has came and went. And we're in a new week with some some beautiful storylines, some potential uh, good matches and, and good matchups. And some, of course, as always, um, news and, and little rumors and stuff that we're hearing in the wind. So without further ado, uh, my, I am yours truly. My name is Cecil Williams, the host for today. And I got our prime suspects today. We have Rob in here from the East Coast. Rob, how are you doing, man? Doing pretty good, man. Good to be here and ready to talk some wrestling. Awesome, awesome. And Lyndon is back with us again. How are you doing, Lyndon? We proceed to give you what you need. <laughs> awesome. How are you guys doing? I'm good, man. I am good, ready and eager to get this going, talk some wrestling, talk some sports entertainment. I am excited. Uh, but without further ado, we know that this is Rob's first time rocking with us today. Won't be the, the last time, but today... Uh, we just want to get to know Rob a little bit. So, Rob, uh, I guess my question for you, man, is what got you into the wrestling side of things and what is something that you love about the World Wrestling Entertainment? Um, yeah, so I, I got into wrestling at a pretty um, young age. I think I'm, I think I'm younger compared to, to some of the guys that we have, um, you know, on our page who, who talk about wrestling. Um, so right now I'm only 25. I probably got into wrestling around like five or six years old. The first big event that I watched um, was probably like right there on on a good point, ready to ready to kind of like at the height of the Attitude Era for uh, WrestleMania 16, WrestleMania 2000. Um, you know, right before we got one of the best WrestleManias of all time in WrestleMania 17. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of just I've kind of just converted myself into what I would probably say is like a wrestling historian. You know, we have access to the WWE Network now. So I've been able to go back. I've watched all the WrestleManias. I've watched all the SummerSlams, all the Survivor Series, all the Royal Rumbles, um, WCW, TNA, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I'm kind of all over the place um, when it comes to wrestling um, in today's landscape. Yeah, got it, man. Yeah, no, it's it's always a fun. It's the sport is is fun. It's always interesting. You know, it always has its peaks and valleys, but we're all fans of it, and Absolutely. we see we see it every week, three at least three to four times a week. So we we get it all. We're spoiled, I guess. So you know, we're just gonna jump right into it. Money in the bank, like I said, came and went, and it was very interesting, um, on in a good way and a bad way, if I should say. And so it, it yeah. featured uh, a ladder match, actually two ladder matches at the same time. But 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 before we get to that, we're going to get to all the the matchups and, and give a, a brief breakdown of what went down in case you guys missed it. So the first matchup to kick off uh, the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which was two superstars that I personally felt, you know, their careers, I kind of took a a dip in a major way. One was kind of personal, but the other, I felt like we both, me and Rob kind of felt like, eh, it might be business. Uh, Jeff Hardy defeating Cesaro by pinfall. Um, Lyndon, I know, I don't know if you caught that match, but what do you think of these two superstars going forward after the match? Uh, you know what? I actually caught the end of the match, but um, going forward, I think Sam, now Sami Zayn just vacated his title. So there will mm -hmm. be an intercontinental championship tournament going on. And I can definitely see Jeff Hardy and Cesaro uh, going for that belt. Yeah, yeah, and and I know Rob, we've we've had our views on Cesaro and and seeing like what's what's going, what happened to him, and so going forward, do you how 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 well do you think he'll do in this tournament if he gets put in uh, this tournament? I mean, I would hope that they give um, Cesaro the chance to to perform well i think i think the main problem with cesaro uh, people that know him from his ring of honor days he's 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 honestly probably one of the most talented guys in the world um when he's given the, the, the opportunity um i think wwe just does doesn't do a good job of handling his character i think he's been put in certain situations where you know you can even think back to where he was doing the whole gimmick with um like Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger, um, you know, they yeah. Were, 
Yeah, they were doing they were doing the thing for like maybe like a month or two, and then there to be kind of just ends up like dropping it and tries something else instead of just get, like giving his character some longevity. I think that's and we're not only talking about Cesaro here. I mean, that's something you can say for a lot of people on the WWE roster today, where they kind of just give up on ideas very quickly, and that's what ends up not letting a lot of guys, um, you know, kind of form that connection with the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. And if you remember and, during and if you remember during that time, he was actually very over with the fans. Yes. Yes, he was. He he's had he's had very high peaks. Like he he's literally been Cesaro at his peak in WWE was probably like upper mid card, like lower main event level before they just kind of just dropped his thing like dropped completely. Him. Yeah. Yeah. And he like I say, he ran he ran through so many gimmicks and it's almost like you never gave him a chance to kind of warm up to the actual gimmick. So, you know, he had this stint, which I thought was successful with Sheamus, and then Sheamus went MIA, and then now he's kind of just floating out there. So we'll definitely see what happens with him. The next matchup, which was a very entertaining tag team championship matchup on the SmackDown side, was the New Day defeating Miz and Morrison, Lucha House Party, the Forgotten Sons, via pinfall, of course, to retain their tag team championship. I believe that is their eighth. Uh, this is their eighth championship, I believe. Um, Rob, I, I know, you know, Kofi went from heavyweight champion to, to back down to tag team. Um, where, what, how, what's, what is that? Like, what, how do you see that right now? Cause I, I don't know what they're doing with Kofi. I feel like he had, he had a lot of promise and now they just bumped him back down to, where they thought he is supposed to be. Well, yeah, I think I think um, w- with the Kofi thing, you know, Kofi just unfortunately fell victim to to Brock Lesnar. I mean, and and Kofi's not the only one True. to fall victim to Brock Lesnar. Um, yeah. WWE tends to bring in Lesnar, you know, for the for those kind of of shots where he just quickly takes the title off of someone um, who had it. In terms of in terms of Kofi being the WWE champion, I think it was something that was definitely well deserved. Um, but for the most part in his career, Co- uh, Kofi has kind of been uh, a top level mid Carter. Um, he has multiple, you know, intercontinental United States title reigns, tag team title reigns. Um, in terms of his spot right now, we ha- we ha- we have to speak about the fact that Xavier Woods is currently out. Um, you can't let the New Day yeah. as a tag team, you know, kind of fall while Woods is out. So Kofi, unfortunately, had to. You know, him and him, Biggie have to kind of just push the group forward until Xavier's um, able to come back. And then who knows, like then then maybe you see Kofi get pushed a little bit again. But I also wouldn't I also wouldn't put it by them to, you know, they gave Kofi his, his push. Kofi can now say he's WWE champion. Um, he's yeah. definitely the most accomplished singles uh, competitor of the three. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it behind, past them to give B, Big E some type of a push. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe that leads to an intercontinental title reign or something like that. But that that would be something that I might personally be interested in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lyndon, looking at this match and you see the trajectory of these teams. Well, first off, what you think of the match? And two, when you look at people like even Miz and Morrison, um, what is what is your perception on them right now? In terms of match, the match itself would probably be in terms of overall ring quality. Um, I would say it was probably match of the night. But yes. um, in terms of Miz and Morrison, now these guys were also former world champions. Um, ECW for Morrison, I believe, and, of course, Miz, uh, former WWE champion. Um, but for them, I, don't, I actually don't mind seeing them in the tag team picture because we've seen them as a tag team before. But Kofi, this is a guy who had one of the biggest pops last year in WrestleMania when he finally won that WWE championship. He defeated Daniel Bryan in a rematch, uh, defeated Dolph Ziggler, uh, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton. And then for him to lose to Brock in 10 seconds and not even allowed to land a punch... And this was yeah. this wasn't just a regular SmackDown. This was the premier SmackDown episode on Fox at the Staples Center. The Rock made an appearance. Why not let him have a good match? Yeah. You know, Daniel Bryan had a good match with Brock. AJ Styles had a good match with Brock. Hell, Rey Mysterio had a good match with Brock. Why not let Kofi do the same thing? Yeah, yeah, and I, I for sure it was it was one of the 
the key. It was the match of the night. Um, it was fast paced, really fast paced. To my surprise, honestly. Um, but with Kofi, I can't. I can't put my finger on it. Like I just, I wonder. I really wonder what Vince's plans are with Kofi. Or you just even that group. I think they see obviously their moneymaker is them being the tag team and I don't know if they're trying to shoot them to be, you know, that premier top tier tag teams in history or whatnot. Um, but them as a group for sure, but separate Kofi being in singles competition, um it's very very eye catching of how they're kind of doing his role. Uh moving on, Bobby Lashley. Bless you if that's someone that sneezed. Uh, Bobby Lashley uh, <laughs> defeating R Truth in a very comedic segment. It, it was a lot happening here. Uh, MVP, of course, made an appearance, which obviously it looks like it's leading to a very interesting storyline considering Lashley's old storyline with Rusev and Lana. So a lot of people are, are just thinking the high heavens right now that that storyline potentially could be over and now MVP is in the mix. Uh, Rob, you know, seeing MVP back, do you think he can be a great manager? Yeah, I, I think he can. Um, if, if people remember, MVP was kind of, MVP was kind of molding himself into, into that type of role over in TNA before he made his, his return to, to yeah. WWE. Um, so it, it's a role that I think he can thrive in. Um, he, he has the, the right character for the role. Um, I'm glad that they're doing something else with Bobby Lashley, or at least it looks like they're going to be doing something else with Bobby Lashley because, um, I know people will have their opinions, but I think the Bobby Lashley and Rusev storyline was one of the worst storylines that WWE did like this entire (laughs) past year. Yeah. I I honestly think like, like, I'm sorry, but there's no reason why you need to be closing out Raw's with the, with that type of storyline. Like, it's just. I, at that point, I already switched the channel. You know, I'm not, I'm not yeah, sitting around yeah. to see Lashley and Rusev and, and for Lana to scream and do some 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 stupid things, you know, because Lana realistically, look, you need to, you, you might as well just make Lana back into into like a uh, Russian manager type or whatever. And you might as well just set you, you should have just sent her with Rusev if you were going to fire Rusev realistically. Um, yeah, that's probably where she thrives most. I don't know what what. Uh, if any, if anything, she's going to bring positive to Bobby Lashley or what she's going to do in this storyline. But I think you, yeah, you scrap everything, go with MVP, pair him up with Lashley um, and see what you can do from there. Yeah. Yeah. It was trash. It, they kept extending it too. I'm like, why, why is this keep coming back to us? Like, please stop. Yeah, it's, it and Rusev never got a win in that, in that feud either. Exactly. Let him to get released. Um, Lynn, I don't know if you have anything to tag on to that uh, with MVP and Lashley and hell, even R Truth. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think R Truth, R Truth, right now is just comed- the comedian of WWE right now. I don't think Absolutely. he just even wants to wrestle. Uh, real quickly, this match had no business on being on um, being on a pay per view. This could have been easily done at a Raw or SmackDown, but. I will say it kind of served its purpose. They teased Bobby Lashley and uh, MVP pairing. Uh, they did the same thing next night on Monday Night uh, Raw. So I actually mm-hmm. called for this. I actually called this um, a few months ago. I was like, pair Lashley up with somebody like MVP, and I think he would do great. And let's let's let Bobby get on a roll. Let's let him squash people. And I can definitely see a potential matchup with uh, Drew Mack down the line somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm glad they're giving it. It feels like a reboot um, to last yeah. character. And uh, I'm happy to see it. It's refreshing. Even if it means, you know, staying middle tier, it's just refreshing yeah. to see him get away from that storyline. It's like, God, please stop. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, moving on to the women's side. Bailey, the SmackDown Apple Bottom champion, <laughs> defeating defeating Tamina to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. I tell you what, guys, this matchup was surprisingly good. I hated the way it ended. Tamina, they is they spun it in a way where it really looked like I thought Tamina was going. Tamina was going to win. Gonna yeah, win Tamina champion. I'm like, oh crap! <laughs> but the way it ended, um, obviously, I don't mind Bailey winning. 
I hate the ending of it though. I, I just don't like it. Lyndon, I'll start with you first. What did you think of this match? Uh, it was it was it was a good match. Um, I don't have as much a problem as uh with the ending, and that's only because we knew the outcome anyways. And yeah, exactly. And it was maybe a few seconds, maybe a couple minutes in the match where I was like, oh, maybe Tamina will win this, but we all knew, uh, and we said it in the last show, um, that. Bailey, Tamina was just a placeholder for Sasha. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That's it, yeah. Uh, Rob, uh, you know, Bailey, well, let's, Tamina first. I mean, we all knew Tamina's been disappointing. Um, you know, some say it's a weight issue, some say it's a work ethic issue. You know, how far does she? Do you think she even has in in the company? I mean, the thing with the thing with Tamina. Um, um, so I, I respect that she's you know Jimmy Snooker's daughter and, and she's a vet in the business. But you know, me and my, a couple of my wrestling buddies were talking about it. And the thing with Tamina is, Tamina would make sense as a WWE Women's Champion if this was like 2010. Yeah, like, yeah. the way that the way that the that the division is set up at the moment. Putting a putting a women's title on Tamina makes absolutely zero sense. I mean, I wouldn't put it past WWE to do it because they do so many things that make zero sense. But like Tamina, if if she was going to get a title, it needed to happen in like 2010 when your division wasn't that strong. You know, you can build Tamina up to be you know some type of dominant heel. Dominant in this division, yeah. In this division, it doesn't make sense. Like it, like it really doesn't make mm-hmm. sense because that role is. That role is essentially already filled by like Nia Jax, even though Nia Jax you know, yeah. necessarily isn't the best um, worker or the safest worker, but she has that role that Tamina would fit in in the old WWE. So I understand it was a good opportunity for Tamina. Um, that's great for her. Um, but you know, overall, um, I'm, I'm really impressed with Bailey's reign as champion. Um, I was one of the people who did not think that Bailey was going to be able to pull off the heel character, and she's been really pulling it off, in my opinion. Like, I think she's yeah. been getting better yeah. and better as time has gone by. Um, and like, kind of like Lyndon said, like you, we all know this is just leading to a Sasha versus Bailey match, which every wrestling fan should be excited about because they put on mm-hmm. probably the best women's match of. I mean, I'm not going to push it as far as to say all time, but, you know, their NXT TakeOver match. Yeah, their NXT TakeOver match is probably top five um, in history. So if they can build a proper feud around that, I mean, we're in for some fire. Yeah. And, of course, we know, you know, Sasha, it looks like she's dealing with some sort of injury. Um, And, of course, you know, she's – it looks like they're leading to a a little sub storyline with her and this little, the hacker on SmackDown. So we'll see. Uh, She of course is at Bailey's, you know, Bailey's right hand woman right now. And we're expecting a turn. But at the same time, we do expect Bailey um, to be like the premier lady, especially with uh, Lynch, uh, Becky Lynch being out because of her pregnancy. And we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, But overall it was a, Expected match that we knew how it was going to end. Moving on, Braun Strowman defeating Bray Wyatt via pinfall to retain the Universal Championship. A lot of people uh, thought it was a, a pretty decent match. Rob, what did you think of the match? Yeah, I, I thought the match was okay. Um, uh, I can't. I'm. I don't really have any like real opinion of the match simply because I, I knew what the result of the match was going to be before it even happened. I mean. You saw regular Bray come out. You already yeah, knew a loss exactly. was coming. I mean, he's not going to exactly. – regular Bray wasn't going to beat him. Um, it wasn't Braun Strowman versus The Fiend. Braun Strowman versus The Fiend will probably lead to a, to a different story, um, which will probably yeah. down the line um, involve Roman Reigns. If WWE decides that they're going to even start to recognize Roman Reigns again because they keep removing him from, <laughs> from video packages and things like that. Um, yeah, you know, kind of kind of have some time out, even though he makes them a shit ton of money. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I think I think there was nothing special about that match. We kind of knew what to expect, and it, it happened exactly how how I thought it would end. Yeah, Landon, what about you? Uh, I absolutely agree. Um, I had Bray winning the match, but that was if he showed up as the fiend, and as we know, he didn't. And um, going forward, it's definitely going to lead to a rematch where he will face the fiend and he will lose to the fiend. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, there's not a lot <laughs> to cover. Yeah. That, but, uh, moving on uh, another battle, another heavyweight uh, championship battle for the WWE championship. We have Drew McIntyre 
defeating Seth Rollins, who is a new father. Uh, you know, him losing in that match, he and Drew McIntyre continuing his reign. Lyndon, of course, you know, we've all seen McIntyre's journey, and he's building now his, his reign as champion. Um, who do you feel is next? Is it still Seth Rollins, or is there somebody else now that they're going to put? You know what? I think the with the handshake happening at the end, I think that pretty much closed that chapter. And the next night on Monday Night Raw, it looks like um, Seth is going to be feuding with Ray soon. And so what's next for Drew as far as title matches, I'm not sure. Uh, I know he's facing Baron next week, but we all know he's going to destroy Baron. Um, yeah. As far as Drew, I don't, I honestly don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rob, I, I don't know either. So uh, you, you got any guesses? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I think, I think that, I think that's actually one of the interesting things about Drew where um, if you watch Raw from, from this past week, and I know um, yeah, he's supposed to face uh, Baron um, this week as well. You really don't know. And that's what makes things so interesting because he kind of has had interactions with so many people, even just what it's been like a week or, or two since he's won the title. Like he's already had so many um, interactions with people Um that you really don't know whether it's going to be Andrade, whether it's going to be, you know, whether they um, they end up giving um, Angel Garza like a title, like a random title shot on like a Raw episode. Because, right. you know, realistically, this is the time to experiment. Just like any other major yeah. sport, this is the time to experiment. Oh, yeah. I want to see Absolutely. some WWE title matches on Raw. I want to see some Universal title matches on SmackDown. Like, put give me some title matches. You know, tr- keep me glued to the TV in some way. Um, and so I think that works best for Drew, the fact that we don't know. Um, although, you know, like we did mention a little earlier, I think it is probably leading to an eventual match here in the next month or two, maybe with a Bobby Lashley type of figure. Yeah. I would love to see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if Rob's still there. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I, I would... I, here's what I said. I think McIntyre is he deserves obviously to be there it just sucks that he can't do it in front of a crowd yeah i think he's 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 missing out on the pop that he does deserve and i mean you can't this is something of course is beyond our control but it just sucks it it really does suck that he can't really perform the way he's supposed (laughs) to in front of people right and of course um yeah you know corbin being thrown in there, and I've said this in our chat. Like I'm, I'm tired of Corbin. No, I'm me really, too. Like, Corbin, I, I, I just, yeah, yeah, I'm the so king, the, the, the king Corbin <laughs> crap. I'm like, okay, like either kid. Like I'd rather you just be complete nasty heel than to be some royal heel. Like I'm, the only person that could pull that off was probably King Booker. Booker. Yeah, um, in his days, uh, there was another one. I think I think maybe Triple H had that stint because King of the Ring he, for a little bit, but. Corbin is just not that guy when it comes to that. Um, moving on. And you know what? I do want to make a point I, real quick. I'm yeah, sorry. Um, to your point, no, I feel like the Rollins and McIntyre match kind of fell flat. Uh, I felt like it could have been better, but I can't help to think, would it, would it make a difference if there was a live crowd there? Could have it been better? You yeah. know, because a lot of times, exactly, a lot of times the crowd makes the match. I mean, it could be a bad match, but when the crowd is hot, all of a sudden we go, you know what? That match was pretty good. Yeah. No, it it definitely uh, could be better because Seth Rollins is, is a great worker. Performer. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, he's a great worker. Like, it, let's not get it twisted. Like, I think the crowd, not having a crowd affects the performances that we see with certain people and it kind of devalues um, the match itself. A lot of these performances yeah. that we see, yeah. So it's it's interesting how they're gonna see how they're gonna what they're gonna do with that. McIntyre, I feel like they're just throwing anybody at him right now. Seth Rollins, I, I just he I, to me, I feel like he's a top tier level uh, performer, Absolutely. which I hope he gets more title shots. Uh, we'll definitely see about that. Now, moving on to the last match or matches, it happened at the same time. We had the women's ladder match, Money in the Bank ladder match, and the men's ladder match. 
happening at the same time. I will not run the list of competitors in there because there were far too many to remember. But I will say that, of course, the winners were Oscar and Otis, of all people. And I don't know where to start with this one. I, I just, Oscar, okay, we get it. Sure. Um, there are some, I think there were some ladies in there that, that lost out on the opportunity. Yeah. Um, some quality top tier ladies. Um, I believe her name Baszler um, was in there. Uh, yeah, Shayna was in there. Um, just multiple ladies on the men's side. All thought, okay, AJ Styles is going to be at least the last two, you know, standing ladder. Um, Daniel Bryan was in there. Rey Mysterio, Alistair Black, uh, Mrs. Otis was in there. King Corbin, of course, was in there. Um, it it's just. Yeah, I don't know where to start with this one. I guess we're going to start on the men's side. Otis winning by kind of a catch. Like, he got tossed out of AJ Styles' hands, I believe. I think that was AJ. Ran out of his hand, and Otis was there to grab it. Um, Rob, <laughs> how, do you make, how do you make of this? Yeah, I, so, or what so do you just, just to give you an idea, so um, I'm involved in a wrestling group where we kind of just uh, – we give our predictions in a way – um, for for the pay-per-views and I think there was at least 30 people that picked and not a single person picked Otis to walk away <laughs> of that like with that briefcase yeah um it was the most surprising thing of the night because first of all my interpretation of a ladder match has always been that the person who unhooks whatever is attached to the wins to the, the match is the winner yeah, yeah. so they kind of threw that side thing in there where like realistically the real winner was AJ yeah, um, and I thought I I personally had picked AJ to win the match. Um, I thought if someone else was going to win the match, um, Alistair would have been a good candidate to win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but yeah, Otis winning it like absolutely makes no sense to me. I think he probably is. Pro- if I haven't, I don't, I didn't pull up the list, but just going off of memory, he probably is the weakest overall winner of the Money in the Bank simply based on on where he where his character is at the time of winning the briefcase. Um. I don't know, man. I don't know. I like. I think this is the right. first win where I really hope it doesn't lead to a successful cash-in because I'm I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to see Otis as WWE champion or universal champion or whatever. I really don't. Like, like I really don't. Like, he, he's a comedic character. Like, I get it. But, like, I really don't want to see him yeah. as champion. I, what I hope ends up happening is that they kind of go the Mr. Kennedy and Edge route where yeah. AJ kind of lays claim and challenges him to a match and takes the briefcase from him. That would make a whole lot more sense and would also add to building more sympathy for the Otis character. Otis, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's the route that they should go. Um, in terms of the women's match, to address it very quickly, I thought there was only two candidates mm-hmm. to win there. It was either going to be Asuka because she's been one of the most entertaining women um, in these empty arena, empty arena uh, shows, and I thought it was obviously going to be Shayna as well because Shayna is Shayna's being built exactly the same way she was being built in NXT. She's gonna she's she's gonna be uh, dominant as hell. Like she's gonna be running through the division. Um, but the Oscar win does make a lot more sense knowing what we know now that exactly. Becky's yeah. pregnant because Definitely. it would not make sense for Becky to hand over the title to Shayna like that. Um, definitely a lot better for her to hand over the title to Asuka. And it also leads to a rivalry with probably the two most dominant NXT women's champion of all time and Asuka and Shayna. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. Yeah. And it needed, I think Raw's women division was starting to, and let's just, let's just be clear for those, like the women's division has is stacked for a very long time. The most has been stacked in years. Yeah. Probably since, what the Trish Stratus era, Lita era. So let's not, we're not fooled by that. But I think the Raw's division, that side was starting to get a little stale, just a little bit, yeah. considering Bailey and Sasha was on SmackDown. You had Charlotte Flair on NXT with the championship right now. So it needed just a little bit of shakeup, and this provided just that. Um, Lyndon, I don't know if you want to tag on the, the women's and the men's side of that, those ladder matches. What did you get from watching? Oh, uh, I will say, um, if everybody else out there is having a bad 2020, Otis is not one of them. He is He's having not. the year of his life right now. Um, and like Jay said in the last show, I think WWE loves to surprise people. And I think that's exactly what yeah. they did. Nobody had him winning. I didn't have him winning. 
Um, as, as far as Otis, I'm not too mad because it was just, I don't know. I wasn't expecting it. I don't know where they're going with it. Exactly. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't know where they're going with it. He's starting to grow on me um, with his little antics and the little food fight thing. Um, I will say I love what WWE is uh, doing with mixing uh, wrestling with theatrics, comedy, and I loved what they did with the match. Um, and as far as the women's, Asuka has been holding it down for months. And she absolutely deserved it. Like Rob said, I think the original winner should have been uh, Shayna. But with Becky being pregnant, um, it makes much more sense for Becky to hand over the title to Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. And Otis, you know, going back to Otis, he's his charisma doesn't necessarily match. Not at all. Champion. At all. You don't think champion. But, but it's, it's something um, different. We'll definitely something see. Different. Yeah. Yeah, it is different. It is different. And considering the fact that, again, there's no arenas, maybe this is this is yeah. something that you can pull exactly. off because there's nobody there. Um, because uh, WDB has Absolutely. stepped up their production level with when it comes to their matches. And so I can I can see why, in a sense, because of that, you know, Asuka, she's she's top tier. Like she's very she's comedic. She has charisma. You don't understand what yeah. she's saying, but her charisma is off the charts. And the wrestling, she's a good wrestler. She's a good performer. Like it's that's a rare co- that's a combination that most exactly. women wrestlers exactly. don't have. They don't have all of that. And um, you know, she she stopped here. So it's it's very it's not surprising that she got gifted the championship with uh, Becky. You know, with the news of being pregnant, and of course that leads us that segues into you know the following night of Raw, and you know Becky made the huge um, of announcing that. She will be um, carrying a child, which is an incredible blessing. Um, and it's a rare thing for somebody to go MIA, uh, or to, not MIA, she didn't <laughs> just do it on purpose, but to leave um, the company at the height, like the peak of her career, like high peak. Uh, Rob, I know you obviously seen the news. What? What's the... What's the forecast <laughs> for the women's decision on the Raw side? Like, that's the best wacky Yeah, right so um, beforehand, I definitely want to congratulate Becky Lynch and, and Seth Rollins on, on their future child uh, yes. together. Um, but in terms of, of the forecast of the women's division, I had actually posted about this on the page um, a little while ago. And I know me and Josiah had had a, uh, a discussion about it. And I think we're going to start to see exactly what I pointed out back then. And that's that, look, you have to run with the idea that Becky Lynch is essentially out for a year and a half-ish to two years, if you want to give her that that type of timeline. Um, she's she's not coming back until yeah. like 2021 at the earliest. Yeah. Um, you have a lot of time to build contenders up so that when she does come back, if you're going to automatically put her um, at that top tier again, because I mean, let's be honest, you should, it's not like she she's not a, she, she's one of their best. Yeah. She's one of their best characters. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to have claim to, to the title because she never lost it. Um, but my issue with Becky, well, and it wasn't even with her, it, it was with the di- division and the, and the WWE is that they, I don't think they did a good enough job of building more women outside of the four horsewomen. Like, like the four horsewomen were placed at the top of that division for a very long time. And yes, you can make the argument that you have Asuka, for example, um, and you have Shayna, for example. But then outside of that, like, what do you really have? I mean, you have Becky and Sasha over on SmackDown. You have Charlotte over at NXT now. And I know she'll probably make, you know, runs between Raw and, and SmackDown. But I'm trying to see more Rhea Ripley. I'm trying to see more. I'm trying to see more Bianca Belair. I'm trying to see more. Look, in my personal opinion, and I, you know, and this is a debate that I lo- that I love to have um, with people. One of the top female superstars that that WWE has, even better than some of the four horsewomen, is Io Shirai. Mm. Like Io Shirai is one of the best women's wrestler in the entire world. And like she, I know she's still in NXT. I hope she eventually gets an NXT Women's Title shot. Um, but you know. You have a lot of talented women there. Go ahead and build them now that Becky's out so that that way when she comes back, the division's even better. The division um, is even more fresh. And we can see a lot of fresh matchups. Yeah. Yeah. And looking at 
you know, the roster, they do have ample opportunity to build some ladies up and, and see, you know, what happens with that. Um, you know, raw consistent of Lynch's <laughs> Lynch Lynch's Lynch being, you know, uh, being out of there now and now she's gone yeah that's crazy to think two years i mean it's logical it makes sense but it's just still like that's yeah that's, you exactly. might say she retired and came back <laughs> that's that's a long that's a very long time uh Lyndon, you know with you know, obviously seth is the baby daddy and so now with kind of this this happening where do you see his role now with the company and how will they? Well, you know what? His, I don't think uh, Seth is going anywhere uh, anytime soon. I think maybe once the baby is born, then he can probably take some time off. But as far as right now, um, he's going to feud with Ray. Uh, he still has Murphy with him. Um, from there, I'm not really sure. Um, you could do a whole lot of stuff with him. You can put him in a. Uh, United States Championship oh. match, or have I don't know win the tag team championships with Murphy or something. And going back to the Becky Lynch thing, real yeah. quick, I will yeah. say this is yeah. probably uh, the best thing that could happen to her. Not only because the baby is a blessing, but I will say her um, overall reign has her her over overall. Let's how do I put this in words? Her, she doesn't have the same momentum as she did before. And it was kind of getting watered down. And I think this time away, uh, a lot of people will be like, okay, now we're ready for Becky to come back. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's because some of the ladies, like to Rob's point, were starting to get built up more. You have the Ripley's of the world. You have certain people that were starting to get more traction under their feet. So, it, it's not like Becky didn't have momentum. She or didn't was, have the. She was, deal. Little, it's just, but I felt like she was starting to get watered down, and it was the same gimmick over and over. And after a while, it it just it gets tiring, and that happens to everybody. If she, do you think I she mean, comes back as the, the, the man or the mom? <laughs> <laughs> so True. I think I think she comes back better than ever. So I think was, the fans will be wanting her even more when she comes back. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's yeah. going to come back strong. The pop will be real. And, uh, <laughs> literally, because she's popping a baby in the pop of the crowd. And, uh, you know, she's she's definitely going to be going to be in, be in anticipation to come back. So following that announcement led to uh, a segment that's ended at WrestleMania, which was the rivalry between Randy Orton and Edge. And for the first time, for me, I'm looking at this segment, and the first thought that comes to mind is like, <laughs> "Damn, these guys are old." Like, it that was the first initial thought was, "Wow, they're old." Yeah. And this could have ended at WrestleMania. I don't know why they're carrying it out. Uh, I'll start with you, Landon, first. Like, what was your could? Do they need to carry this on? Uh, absolutely not. Um, to do, I thought their matchup at WrestleMania went long as it is, and I thought that was the perfect end to that chapter. I don't see why they would relive this rivalry when they can move on to something else. I think it's a waste of another Edge appearance. I I would love to see Edge versus Seth or somebody else. But and for Orton, I don't, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't see any reason why this match is happening and yeah. why they're even doing this again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob, what did you? What's your take on this whole situation? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it um, happening at Backlash. I think that um, <clears throat> I had mentioned before that I actually thought that Edge and, and Orton was probably one of the, the better parts of WrestleMania. Um, I agree with Lyndon. Their match did run a little long, but I thought it was a good match um, all in all. Um, I understand why Orton is calling him out to have a, a legit, you know, rest style wrestling match where you need a pinfall or submission to win. Um, realistically, long term, I think this is just being set up to be like a, a best out of three style match. I expect Orton to probably get the win at Backlash and then um, it leads to a third match with, with Edge. Um, but 
in terms of what I would like to see come out from the match, I'd probably like to see rated RKO Absolutely. reform at some point. Um, I think I think that's the route we need to take because Edge as a competitor is someone who nothing against him, but I think he's someone who still, if this is going to be his first year back, um, you know, as a full time wrestler, he's someone who needs to be protected in the ring, and him being in a tag team gives him gives him that opportunity. Um, you know, you can have Randy carry some of the weight in certain matches. Um, if you're gonna have if you're gonna have him, you know, kind of exhaust his his appearances. Um, I know there are certain details to his contract. We don't know if his contract's gonna get you know reworked with this whole COVID situation to to include more appearances. But I think at some point, um, it needs to turn into a sportsmanship thing. And I do think we're gonna see rated RKO down the line again. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I hope they that's do. what I thought they were gonna do. Man, I'm like, yo, <laughs> I thought they were gonna reform on Raw, but that didn't yeah. happen, obviously. Yeah. And when you look at you look at Orton and his career, which is a great career, by the way, like one of the one of the decorated careers in uh in history. Uh, you know, I don't see I, personally, I don't see any any matches, any storylines left for him besides this one i can't to me he's right now they're treating him as a middle middle card uh performer right now so i i don't i don't see anything left in the in the tank with orton orton of course uh, orton uh edge of course we know he's back um he has a, a interesting contract you know with his with his wrestling deal of course he's not gonna wrestle as much certain pay-per-views but it's just interesting to see this whole dynamic uh, moving on, of course, uh, Seth Rollins, we, we mentioned earlier, Seth Rollins had a little, is going to kind of have a little potential scuffle with Rey Mysterio. Uh, the other day they had Alistair back in Rey Mysterio versus Seth and Murphy. Uh, between Rey and Alistair Black, who is, who has more direction right now with their characters? Like, is it Rey? Is it Alistair Black? Because Rey, I feel like he's just there. Um, he doesn't really have like a lot of strong direction <laughs> right now. I think he's just matched up with certain people and and you know creating little storylines here and there. But Alistair Beck, I feel like has more upside, obviously because he's younger, but up- upside and just a lot more um, potential to do some stuff when it comes to even maybe titles, maybe. So, Lyndon, I guess my question to you is: seeing that match and just looking at these four superstars. Um, I guess my question is, who has a stronger Oh, I definitely direction? agree with you as far as Rey Mysterio um, with being the just there at the moment. Um, uh, Alistair Black, there's so many things they could do with him. I feel like if anybody should have gone against Seth, I think Alistair Black would be a great matchup. Um, I will say, do, do any of you guys feel mm-hmm. they missed the opportunity with um, Alistair Black and Rey Mysterio being thrown off the building? Uh, mm. I mean, I feel like they could have they could have took some time off and Alistair Black could have came back in some back from the dead kind of thing, you know? Right, right. <laughs> right. This is true. This is true. Uh, and I, I personally feel like Alistair, like I said, like you said, they have Strong direction with him. He there's many many ways um that he could go. Uh, I guess my question was Rob to Rob along with sticking with this Alistair Black Black concept. Do you feel like he's capable of winning multiple titles, or is he is he just extremely high character that they can use? Because we have here's what I'm saying in 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 the wrestling company. I feel like we have certain superstars that man they perform high level. High charisma, but titles is not necessarily in the language or that conversation with that superstar. So when you look at Alistair Black, um, I guess my same question to you: like, where do you see the his character being uh, shifted well, to? The thing is, um, I'm going to give you my opinion because we're you know the WWE is going to do what they want to do at the end of the day. Um, but I will say this: Alistair yeah. Black as a as a performer and as a character is the type of guy who should have all these boxes checked off when he eventually retires. He should be a world champion. 
He should be a mid-card champion. He should be a Royal Rumble winner. He should have been a Money in the Bank winner or should be one in the future. And that's to say, he yeah. should be a main event level guy. Like, he's the perfect candidate to end up winning all. I mean, obviously, you're not going to give him a Rumble win and a Money in the Bank win and a World Title win. Like, all in the, I'm not saying do this all in the same year, but in the span of what's left of his career, because he does have a good chunk of, of career left. Um, that's why, in terms of direction, obviously, more long term, Alistair Black is the way to go because you, I mean, you're still talking about we're probably, we're probably going to end up getting At some point in Alistair. Yeah. Um, in some type of feud. Um, yeah, because this this Ray thing, I think the Ray yeah. thing is, is kind of like a holdover thing. Like, I can see Seth versus Ray at, like, Backlash, and then after that, it moves on to, like, Seth versus versus Alistair, because that, that's the main feud that they're trying to push on us right now. Um, but just to throw in a side thing, too, um, I don't know if you guys um, saw, like, Seth Rollins or what they're trying to do with this new gimmick that he has. But I made the comment, like, obviously it's not mm -hmm. this, but I made the comment that Seth Rollins literally looked to me on Raw like an elite version of Festus. <laughs> like when Festus, when Festus was like, when Festus was in that trance, yeah. and then he had to be yeah. up, you know, to like kind of go off. Like, uh, so like picture Festus, but just like one of the most elite oh wrestlers God, in the world Festus. God. Like, that's literally what I saw <laughs> from, from that trans thing. But I get it. He can be a little more psychotic with this whole are thing. They now, moving, so are they, are they now moving on from the Monday Night Messiah thing then? <laughs> I feel like they are. I feel like they are because I feel... I kind of yeah, hope they do. I, I, like, even then, like, I don't think the Monday Night Messiah thing really yeah, stuck how true. they predicted it would. And... And let's be honest, that's not all Seth's fault because we got to be real here. The AOP yeah. cannot stay healthy. Exactly. Like, they, they just have health issues. Like, every time no they, get, they get given, like, a real type of yeah. push, one of them goes down. Yeah, and then, like, Murphy is solid. I mean, I really like Murphy a, as a wrestler and stuff. But this whole Monday Night Messiah thing, I mean, it was nowhere near the level of, you know, Seth coming out yeah. and everybody yelling, burn it down. Like, it wasn't anywhere near that. So if yeah. you're gonna go full heel, like I, I think it's, I think they kind of noticed that, and they're trying to pivot and take another route. I think they still want to keep Seth heel. Yeah, but and like you, and like you said, else. and like you said, this is the time to experiment with certain things. Yeah, I'm stronger. Right. Yeah, and some just something stronger because obviously, like I said, it's uh, or like you said, Rob, the injuries catching up, and it seems like you, we start to notice again, but the no crowd you start to notice who's hurt, who's not way more. And they're starting to, you know, certain superstars are out or they're doing the manager role or something like that. You know, like Sasha Banks, for example, because they're hurt. Um, they're just not saying anything, but we clearly see it. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Lyndon, I'm, you probably have more information. Uh, well, you know what? Me. Sammy uh, has going on with said, Sammy I guess, in, in that little um, situation. that he, there is a quarantine. He wants to stay home and stay safe. Uh, basically, there's a 30-day clause. If you can't defend the title, then it gets stripped, which mm -hmm. doesn't make sense because Brock does it all the time. But um, apparently, there's some heat with Sami Zayn backstage, and right. now they stripped them of the title, and apparently, they're going to have some kind of tournament to determine a new Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, oh, exactly. So which which doesn't surprise me because they did the same it. thing. To, I mean, <laughs> if they're doing the same thing to Roman... <laughs> Pick safety, get taken out of the packages. Yeah. Well, Roman's. Yeah, I feel like they're just picking on Roman right now. Like, I don't know what their deal is with Roman. I feel like they have this a very toxic relationship. It's like this boyfriend and girlfriend. They just yeah. it's toxic. <laughs> like, but when they're together, it's bomb. Yeah. But when they're apart, oh man, they are like cats and dogs. And it's just yeah, it's like y'all need to like make up or resolve the issues because it's. I guess just going on the, the whole the COVID subject, COVID nineteen subject. A lot of these, a lot of these stars are scared. Right? You know, they're they're anxious, they're nervous about you know being in contact and being even still around people in this high you know high quality you know performance industry. Exactly. And you know you're going back home and going in and out like that's a lot. So the Sammy's defense, we understand. Yeah. To Roman, we understand. Don't, don't Vince says, me. "Hey, I don't give a damn. Like I, <laughs> I don't care." Um, in Roman's right in Roman's situation, and he's expecting twins on top of that, along with what he's already dealing with with his body physically. So it, it's it's petty. It's it is a little ugly. 
I personally hope they get a resolve, and I hope that after this, they can really, really, I don't say start over with Roman, but give him some sort of push that actually benefits everybody because they've tried to push him, and of course the crowd gave him that attention, gave him that respect. Um, yeah, he kind of almost the scene of respect. You know, you know he's there. You're gonna boo him or you're gonna love him. So it's just we'll see what happens with that. Um, outside of that, that's 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 all that really has. Wait, can I say can I say something bank, really quick on the whole Sammy situation? Down. Yeah, go ahead. Um, because there were just some things that I was thinking about. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and I'm gonna be a little real here. Um, but Sami Zayn should ask for his release from the WWE, and uh, yeah. he should go over to AEW. Um, I'm just I'm just gonna say that right now. Um, mm-hmm. Sami Zayn, the thing the thing that pisses me off about the WWE is the WWE takes advantage of the fact that it's the most recognized brand in the world in terms of wrestling, and they kind of have this false narrative in their head that a person's value is whatever they determine that person's value to be, and. I think it causes a lot of people to forget that Sami yeah. Zayn is still one of the top performers in the world. Like, I don't care what position. Like, it's kind of the same thing with Cesaro. I don't care what position. Hey, same thing with Shinsuke Nakamura. If we're going to be real, if we're going to go that whole group that they have grouped together, these are some of the top performers in the world. And they're, they're, I don't yeah. care how they, what position they put them in. If they go to other companies, they will make Absolutely. other companies a shit ton of money. So, and Sami Zayn has been treated so badly yeah. by WWE in the last few years that I, I would hope he goes to AEW and just blows up and tears it up over there. Because if we're being honest here, and I understand that, you know, one of your champions is in another country and Sami Zayn happens to be here, but what's the difference between Sami Zayn and Jordan Devlin? Why is there a cruiserweight title tournament to crown an interim champion for the cruiserweight title, and now there's an intercontinental tournament to crown mm. a new champion for the intercontinental title. Yeah. Why not just crown an interim intercontinental champion and then have that guy face Sammy when Sammy decides it's safe for him to come back? Like, it, it, like it's it's different. They're, they have these yeah. different sets of rules between people, um, and especially with a guy like Sammy Zayn, I'm kind of just getting sick and tired of it. Where every single time he gets some type some type of push, they they kind of seem to bring him back down to earth and. Yeah, I, I just I just think there's better things out there for Sami Zayn. I think there's better things out there for a lot of the guys that are currently in the company. And, and you know, it might just take one guy to step up to the plate and, and kind of just ask for that release. Um, but Sami Zayn's a perfect candidate for that. Yeah. Well, on that note, that's how you close out a pod. <laughs> My name is Cecil, and uh, this is Ringside Mayhem. We want to thank you guys for listening. Of course, we're going to keep our, our eyes and ears peeled to what happens on SmackDown and leading up to the next pay-per-view, which I believe is Backlash. And, you know, keep monitoring that women's division. Lynch is out. We'll see what happens with Asuka. We'll see what happens with Edge and Orton as they age right before our eyes. McIntyre, the Rollins, the whole crew. You know, we have Lyndon. We have Rob here. We want to thank you guys again. And on that note, we're signing out. 